Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Armchair GM Sports Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another installment of the Niagara Hockey Lowdown. Right here on the Armchair GM Sports Network, your January 1st, 2020 edition. Your source for North American sports coverage by sports fans. For sports fans, delivered to you right here from the Niagara region. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Armchair GM Pod. Plug us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash the Armchair GM's Network. Listen to us live on Spreaker right now or on demand at Spreaker.com slash the Armchair GM's, all one word. As well, we're on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, CastBox, and Stitcher Radio. So we're on many different platforms for you and whichever one is most convenient for you to listen to us. And as always, I'm one of your hosts of the Niagara Hockey Lowdown, Cappy. You can follow me on Twitter at Coots13 with a Canadian Z. And I'm always joined on the Niagara Hockey Lowdown by my co-host. He is Kyle at JustKyle51. Kyle, uh, we've had our Christmas, we've had our New Year's. We're now first day into 2020 and we're here to talk about some... You know, Team Canada stuff as we're getting into the into the nitty gritty here, the medal rounds. Thank God, too. And I just I still think I'm bloated from like all the food. Like this is the time of year where it's like, oh, you like you get so excited for, but then like you, there's so much damn food, oh, so yeah. much. <laughs> you, feel like I, you, I, <laughs> you feel like you gained 100 pounds and like in like a week's coma. <laughs> no, absolutely. So, guys, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed your Christmas and New Year's or whatever holidays you guys celebrate. But uh, we are back. Uh, you know, the, the episodes have been kind of sporadic because of the holidays being in the middle of the week and things like that. So, uh, going into 2020, big things from the Armchair GM's network. And uh, looking forward to bringing you uh, the content that matters to you most here in Niagara. And uh, with that, we're going to get into our uh, our Team Canada episode today. Uh, I mean, if you looked at the Facebook page, I had the... Team Canada Shrine up in my living room for, uh, you know, this glorious yearly event. I'm sure Kyle has his stuff up oh, as yeah. well. And, uh, yeah, we're just going <clears> to <throat> we're gonna jump into the, the first two games against the U.S. and Russia. So with that being said, we need to play the Team Canada theme song. It wouldn't be the Team Canada episode without it, so here you go. Yes, TSN, yeah. Canada theme song, nothing better than that, although we uh, we need to get James Duffy on this show, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> regardless, <clears throat> Team Canada started off on Boxing Day, which is the annual tradition here in Canada for you in the states that don't celebrate Boxing Day, it is basically Black Friday, but the day after Christmas, and a lot of shopping, and it's just another holiday for us Canadians, and it's uh, always the start of the World Junior Ch- uh, Tournament. And Team Canada's lineup going into the tournament. Uh, the first game, they had Alexis Lafreniere, Joe Valano, and Nolan Foote as the top line. 
Second line, they have Quentin Byfield, Barrett Hayden, Dylan Cousins. Third line, Liam Foodie, Ty Delandria, and Aiden Dudas. And fourth line, Connor McMichael, Niagara Ice Dogs captain, Akil Thomas, and Raphael Lavoie with Dawson Mercer as the extra forward, which he, we, he will uh, become very important uh, in a few, uh, few games into the tournament here. On defense, Jared McIsaac and Ty Smith, Kevin Ball and Jacob Bernard Docker, Boehm Byram, Kale Addison, and then Jamie Drysdale as the seventh defenseman. Nico Dawes, Joel Hoffers, the goalies, and Olivier Rodrigue is the extra goalie and apparently stat taker if you've been watching any of the tournament <laughs> of him with the, the clipboard up in the stand yeah. taking notes. I don't really know what he's taking notes of, but regardless, he is taking notes. So uh, that is the starting lineup for Canada going into the game against the USA. Uh, they start off uh, with that top line. Actually, they don't start off with the top line. They start off with the the quote-unquote checking line of Liam Foodie, Ty Delanger, and Aiden Dudas with uh, Bernard Docker and Kevin Ball on defense and um, Nico Dawes and Nett, which uh, doesn't, which seems to be... Uh, <laughs> Bernard Docker, that's still a crazy name. Yes, and uh, and Dawes, his, uh, his moment in, has the Team Canada goalie will be short-lived. But uh, mm-hmm. in, going into the Team Canada game against USA, I mean... It's not often that we get the, the biggest game of the tournament basically right off the bat. Usually Canada has played the U.S. on you know New Year's Eve day or something like that. Or they get at least a warm-up game. But right off the bat here, Canada gets USA and basically their biggest, their biggest game of the tournament is their first game. So they have to be ready to go. Right, and it's their... <laughs> It's always a tough test against the states, and like you said, like it's it's weird having to face them in the first game of the tournament ever. So, and it, oh, it's always the first game that kind of like shows the world and shows like the country of okay, this is going to be them for the rest of the tournament. Um, and it, it, wow, was it ever a uh, scoring fest? That's for sure. Yeah, it was. So getting into it, I take notes just like I take at the Ice Dogs games. So it was uh, it was kind of hard <laughs> to watch it on TV taking notes, but I did my best here. Um, they got an early penalty for tripping. Barrett Hayden goes off. Uh, Pinto deflects uh, the shot on the power play. So right away, Canada's down one nothing. Uh, Dawes really didn't uh, didn't have that a chance on that one. I can't blame him on that goal. So it was uh, one shot by Jones, tipped by Pinto, who had a really good game actually. And Canada goes down one nothing. Their captain goes in the box for tripping, and they he digs him in a hole right away. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing about Pinto, actually, at this point in time now, he's actually third in the tournament in scoring, so he's actually a key piece for Team USA going on right now at this moment. So yep, absolutely, uh, Cousins draws an interference penalty, and Canada's first power play, a big block by Stastny, not Paul Stastny. It's actually spelled different. Uh, uh, burns a half minute. Byron misses misses high and wide as the power play expires. One total shot on the power play. Not great. Uh, long period of play without a whistle. I, it was about seven minutes to be exact, as they said on the broadcast, uh, TSN wow. broadcast. They said it was about seven minutes of just, like, it was just flowing. And the line, they were just changing lines. And th- this period, and this game in general went by so fast. Like, I couldn't believe how, how fast this period went by. And it was... It wasn't like boring. Like it was, it was good action. Like down the ice. I mean, the, both teams were were playing physical, and it was just a good seven minute stretch of play, a couple shots. But I just, I love to see that, especially from these kids, uh, mm-hmm. like this. It's uh, it's great to see, and it it, it keeps you in the game, I guess, because 
sometimes you get a lot of stoppages and then you can kind of you know kind of get sidetracked or distracted by other things but this is a really in entertaining period of, of, of long stretch of play and <clears throat> And then later in the period, Kaliev gets a nice pass from Zgras. Ever after getting behind, uh, a behind pass from Turcot. Oh yeah, okay. So this is a really nice play. So uh, Turcot's on the left boards. He makes like a behind the back pass to Zgras, and then Zgras puts it through his legs to Kaliev for like a wide open one timer goal to make it two nothing for the. Ah, uh, Kaliev, uh, Hamilton Bulldog guy there he's actually the leading scorer on the bulldog and i think he's one of the leading scorers in the ohl as well so yeah, him showing you right there uh, he's a dangerous threat in this tournament and a key piece for team usa i believe he has 30 goals already uh for hamilton so wow and uh this is just an unbelievable goal i can't even it was just they had really two really nice goals and they're up two nothing and uh i just wrote down here to end the period canada uh there was kind of a high a penalty that could have been a high stick but it went undetected with 11 seconds left and Canada's down two nothing after the first. So uh really bad start to this tournament. They definitely looked, uh, looked sluggish and the States took advantage of a couple of power play goals. Uh, so they're two for two on the power play going in the second period. I'll flip over here. And then uh, <clears throat> Connor McMichael scores a goal after ball banks it off the boards and Akil Thomas sets him up for the goal. Canada's fourth yes. line comes through for, for the goal. <laughs> that was the best part of that whole thing is I seen who made the pass. I'm like, yeah, there he is. It's Akil Thomas. Yeah, I'm like, so finally. Biasly, we were cheering yeah. for Akil Thomas. He's <laughs> a boy. But a really nice bank pass by Ball. And then Akil Thomas just, you know, able to thread the needle to McMichael. And these two seem to, seem to be going well together so far. So uh, we'll have to wait and see how that progresses throughout the tournament. But uh, the fourth line of Canada, I guess the quote-unquote fourth line because – I mean, Akil Thomas and Connor McMichael lead their teams in points, uh, their junior mm -hmm. teams, but for Canada, they're the fourth line. And then uh, Canada gets another power play right after this, so they just they get the momentum right back. Barrett Hayden right away gets a one-timer in the right right dot after a face-off win by Cousins, and great patience by Lafreniere for the pass, and it's 2-2. So right off, the, right off the bat here in the second period, Canada scores two quick ones, and Lafreniere, I just oh, I couldn't get enough of this this play. So he's, he's just cutting in from the point he's at the point and he's cutting in towards towards the middle of the ice and he draws three u.s defenders with him looking like he's about to shoot yep. it and then he just finds hayden wide open for a one-timer like he he <laughs> inquired so much attention that three guys went towards him thinking that he was going to shoot and then he just finds hayden wide open like just unbelievable mm -hmm. hockey sense by Lafreniere and just definitely showing that he, this guy is uh, going to be that number one pick next year like it's 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 incredible mm -hmm. like he just he dragged them all like he he, he dragged them all to that one side because it clearly looked like he was gonna point shot there like I thought I was expecting a point shot for sure like just a, a floater on net and hoping for a tip but then he was able to find Bear Hayden right back for that uh, that nice goal and then big pressure by Canada after the tying goal. Americans on their heels in the defensive zone. Leads to a Canada power play after an interference penalty by York. So Canada back to the power play again. And they continue to just build off this this wave of momentum here, here in the second period after a very bad first period. And Nolan Foote scores from the circle on a top shelf short side on a rocket wrister. 3-2 Canada assist to Ty Smith and Dylan Cousins. So they basically did the same thing here. Except Nolan Foot had a little bit more patience, and then 
and then basically wrist shot and then instead of one timed it. But it was the same sort of play. The, the defenseman or the player uh, dragged it towards the center at the like the high slot, drew everyone into that side, and it passed it back to Nolan Foot, who was wide open on that right side. Yeah, so like, almost the same exact play. Seems like that's what Canada wants to do in the power play is a play like that. Seems like that's <laughs> they're trying to look for that play a lot. And again, they've they scored two straight power play goals, and now they're up three two. Um, couple of penalties back and forth here. Lavoie gets clipped with a high stick. Stassen goes off. Uh, nothing on the power play except the second last, a last second chance by Volano, turned aside by Knight right in front of the net. And Nico Daz lets in, lets a rebound fall right beside him and is able to turn it away. Uh, on Nick Robertson. Uh, Pinto scores as the period expires. So near the end of the second period here. Uh, Pinto scored right as the as the horn went, and they were celebrating like it was in way before. This, this is so bad because, like, I'm watching, like, the TSN clock. That's what we got. And, like, it was already at zero, and I'm wondering what the hell is going on here. Like, it's it, there was, like, a five seconds after, like, the zero that they went before they even shot it in. I even seen the replay with the green light. Like, before they even attempted to shoot it in, the green light was already on. So I don't, like, I don't, I don't understand what they were pissed about. Yeah, I, I don't know. So it was a wraparound by Brink, uh, and he passed it out front to Pinto. And a long review, and they said that the, the clock had expired before the puck went in the net. So no goal for the States on the tying goal, and they get away with one. And Dawes gets away again with another lucky rebound, or two bad rebounds, and uh, that didn't cost them late in the period there. which Is, is the uh, horn is the horn that silent? That they couldn't hear it? I really want to know. Like, it... <laughs> All I heard was That's... the whistle. I don't know if it was the period whistle or the goal whistle. That's all I heard, but I don't know. Regardless, going into the third period, uh, U.S. has a power play for a minute and a half. Wallstrom uh, stoned by Dawes on another rebound given up. I don't know what it is with Nico Dawes and these rebounds, but oh my goodness. like he was. It wasn't even like they were on like these unbelievable shots that he was giving up. Like They were just... Like normal rebounds that you would try in like mm-hmm. you know the NHL video game that, that, to like exploit the computer or something like these were these were really bad rebounds by Nico Dawes. I don't know if he has this problem in juniors. I mean he has the best save percentage in the OHL right now. I couldn't I couldn't yeah. imagine him having this type of rebound control, having that save percentage. But I don't know unless what it is the people the have like expert clearing garbage control in front of him in the OHL. I have no idea what it was, but it it was really bad. Uh, Hayden gets the uh, Canada goes back to the power play after Volano gets hooked, and Hayden gets the pass on the right on the right post and buries it on the power play after a great pass from Lafreniere. What else is new? Oh man, who baited the that shot? That was dirty. Yeah. <laughs> Again, another baiting the shot play by Lafreniere, just mm-hmm. like drawing attention all over the place and creating space and time for his other teammates. And Canada goes up four two, and they're three for five on the power play tonight. So Hayden. Volano and Lafreniere are the ones in on that goal. So three for five on the day. Not a great penalty kill day for the Americans, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And they were up 2 nothing in this game. Now they're down 4-2. Just, uh... But then right after that, Zgras gets a chance. Uh, the shot is weak on Dawes. Robertson makes a toe drag and is able to go a- avoid the D-man and rip it from the high slot on Nico Dawes. I would have liked him to save this shot. I mean, it was a it was a good shot, but yeah. that's one you got to save, especially when your team's de- your team was down two nothing. They fight back, they get up to four two, and then you let in a goal like that, and it just kind of it's mm. kind of deflating for the team. 
There's only one thing I liked about that entire play what? is that Robertson, Robertson is a Leafs yeah. prospect. Okay, yeah. We're going to move on from that. <laughs> of course, when you Hey, it's Niagara Leafs... Hockey Lowdown. Got to talk about the Leafs. Yeah, I guess. Sure. <laughs> All the Leafs prospects. But no, I mean, it's just – I would have liked Dodgers. I'm State sorry. Right? We have a good prospect pool. I apologize. Yeah. I mean, you know, the Sabres don't have Dylan Cousins or anything. But anyways uh, – I didn't hear you mention that. Yeah, well, I wasn't going to. Uh, Liam Foody has a good shorthanded chance after Byfield's in the box, and it's poked away by Spencer Knight. So uh, Spencer Knight came out and challenged uh, challenged Liam Foody on this play. Very, very good play by by Spencer Knight. Canada holding on to the lead with five minutes left. Delandria going back to the uh, Delandria uh, going back to the box with 3:44 left, and he cross checks Pinto in the into the boards. Lucky he didn't get a, a <laughs> get a two and a ten for this, so he only got mm-hmm. the two minute penalty. Because it definitely could have been a 10-minute misconduct according to IHF rules. And another late penalty kill for Canada. Pinto gets the goal on the side of the net as Robertson, with great patience, waits and finds him. Goes underneath Docker's shin pad trying to block the shot. So Robertson sets up Pinto and it's 4-3. And the Americans are only down by a goal late in this game. Canada <laughs> getting themselves into penalty trouble and letting the Americans hang around in this game. That was close. That was like... Not trying to bring up bad memory, like Brett Hall in the crease close because he was sitting at the side, and then I thought for sure his both his feet were planted inside the crease. I was confused as to how like they they're so strict on foot in the crease rules in the IHF that there was like no replay or anything on that play. I'm like he's literally standing on the post. I'm like isn't the crease like wrapping around the post? Yeah, I was just a little confused on that play. I was like, okay, all right, I guess no replay. We're good then. But luckily, Lafreniere scores immediately off the faceoff as he steals the puck out of the air from the American Demon, oh, yeah. who, had, who had just gotten the puck off the faceoff. What an unbelievable play this was! Like just batting it out of midair, being able to put it to his stick, and then even like he—it wasn't like it dropped down to his stick. He still had to like skate towards it, and he had like a small margin of error to get that puck before Spencer Knight did, and then mm-hmm. to be able to bring it and to his backhand and tuck it into the <laughs> smallest area possible. Great goal by Lafreniere, like all world, and making it 5-4 for Canada right as the Americans were gaining the momentum and down by a goal for Canada to bounce back like that. Lafreniere really took over this game and definitely a better showing than he had uh, last year in his as a rookie in this tournament. Definitely looking oh, yeah. like he's uh, car- he was carrying Canada in this game for sure. Mm-hmm. And then late in the game, Knight goes goes to the bench for the extra attacker with the faceoff at the 145. Ball knocks down Robertson along the boards. Canada gets it out, and Lafreniere finds Delandria, who walks it into the empty net. Valeno gets it out of the zone uh, to start the breakout, and he gets the secondary assist on it. So Canada goes up 6-4, and Alexis Lafreniere finishes with a goal and three assists in this game. And then as the game expires, Hall and 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 Byron get into a scrum, and another classic of this great rivalry uh, ends in a 6-4 score, basically a 5-4 score with the empty netter. Pinto gets the player of the game for the States, uh, well-deserved. Two goals, both on the power play, and Alexis Lafreniere, player of the game for Canada. Not a shock there. Goal and three assists, including the game-winning goal, essentially. So Canada wins this one 6-4 against their arch-rivals in Team USA, which was another instant classic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing much else you can say about that, no? No, I was, I was happy for the start that they had. Um... There was some mistakes defensively. To me, right off the bat in this tournament, I felt like we were 
our defensive core is more offensive minded than anything else. It almost looks like it's almost like it looks like sometimes we have a fourth forward out there. Um, and I think we kind of paid for that in the next game. That was basically what I took from it. Yeah. So great way to start off the tournament. And yeah. maybe that was a, maybe Canada was too high after this game because they had a day off and then played Russia on the 28th. And oh my goodness. Yikes. Uh, from going from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows, that cliche could not be more apparent and real when it came to these two games for Canada. So, mm -hmm. uh, I only took notes up until the end of the second period, so that goes to show you how this game went. Uh, we started off the game with Lafreniere, Villano, and Foot up front. Jared McIsaac and Ty Smith uh, on D, and, uh, and uh, I almost called him Nigel Dawes, Jesus. And Nico <laughs> Dawes at, in net. Shout-outs to Nigel Dawes. I don't know if he's on the uh, Spengler Cup team who just won, but sure. Anyways, so there's a lot of bad highlights here, and I'm just going to quickly go over. There's not going to be much analysis here. All I'm going to say is Canada really had a bad game. Uh, the And going into this game, Russia had lost their opening game against the home the home country in the Czech Republic, so mm -hmm. they really needed, needed a win or else they were going to be 0-2 in the tournament. And, and still with a game against the Americans coming up, they don't want to go down 0-3. So I think they were extra motivated to, yeah. especially against Canada, who has been one of the rivals over the years as well, to come out here with a, with a strong effort. Giveaway at the blue line, and the Russian player takes a shot from the high circle. Dawes deflects the puck up in the air, and it falls in behind him. It was like something you see out of like a blooper reel or something like that. Like I feel bad for the guy, but it was... I mean, the way he just blocked the shot up in the air like that and it just fell in behind, it was just, oh, what a great start to this game. Uh, um, and also, I don't care what they say and what replay they want to tell me. I don't know what's up with them not having good replays down there, but that was offside. They replayed. The puck went offside. Yeah, I, I don't know who Canada's video guys are, but uh, they missed two offsides that they could have challenged in this period. Like that was clear as day offside. Like they even like I remember them zooming in on the replay and slowing it down. Like it was the puck crossed the line fully, and I'm, I'm like, why didn't they replay that? I mean, Ugh. I'm not trying to make an excuse for Canada because no. Russia clearly deserved to win this game because they just played yeah. a hell of a lot better than we did, but. But that was a rough start. It was not a good start. Uh, two offsides that were missed and that could have been challenged. But again, I really don't think it mattered. But still, like, what what are you looking at? Like, isn't that your job is to look at you know offsides? Yeah. It's not like they don't, it's like they they don't know about it. This is like a, a a been a thing in in hockey North America for a while now with the whole replay thing. And hockey Canada was actually the ones who have started all this. <laughs> That's why I don't get how there was no like hey call down to the coach and the bench, hey, you might want to tell the rest to review this really quickly. It was offside. And if TSN had the footage right away, you're telling me they yeah. couldn't get it? Anyways. Yeah. So the puck was offside, not challenged, like you said. Laf uh, Lafreniere takes the puck in on a three-on-one, but the pass is, is off, and Canada has some good zone time and shots before it looks like the Russians uh, shot the puck out. But after the conference, they say it was deflected out, so no penalty on the Russians. Uh, point shot deflected in. Uh, and the D-man can't get it out. The Russian player brings it in to his backhand. No chance for Dawes on a on a point shot. Yeah. It was basically like the Eberle goal, if you remember that from the... Yeah. Uh, against Russia, actually, uh, ironically enough, in the 2010 tournament, I believe, where just like right off the like right off the face off the shot's taken, and then the rebound just lays there, and he just kind of pots in the, the backhand rebound. So Canada's down quickly 2-0. 
They go on the power, pl- the, the penalty kill. So they're down two nothing. They take a penalty. Uh, McIsaac with a nice sh- uh, shot block on the on the PK, but the Russians have good zone time. It was killed off, and then another goal by Russia off another point shot that Daz can't handle, and the rebound mm. is potted home five hole. So just like I was saying in the, in the in the USA game, it was already a problem, and now it's just continuing to escalate into a bigger yeah. problem. He's let up two soft uh, rebound goals on three on two of the three Russian goals so far, and it's just oh my goodness, it's just it's coming on. on it's coming un- unglued for uh, yeah. Nico Dawes here. And then uh, I'm trying to f- even find where, where I found. There was a couple of soft calls in this period. I, I, I wrote that down. Bernard Docker holds a stick and gets a penalty from behind the net when the Russian guy was kind of like hooking his arm into like into him. You know, oh, they, yeah, I they remember that. That kind yeah. of move where they, like, your stick's in, 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 in there and they just kind of hook it. So soft call. Canada's able to clear and kill the five on three, actually. So the Russians actually haven't scored a power play goal yet, uh, despite having three power plays and being up three nothing. And Hayden's taken down right in front of the ref and the Russians to the PK with 10 seconds left in the period. Didn't really end up mattering as uh, Lafreniere drives to the net and is stopped, and he awkwardly falls. Uh, this oh, is, this was ugly. Uh, this was the start of the second period off that power play. Uh, Lafreniere drives to the net. Stopped, awkwardly falls, and is down in pain. At first, I thought it was a uh, like right leg injury. Um, it looked like it kind of got pulled back when he was falling. Like his kind of his leg kind of awkwardly went the way it's not supposed to go. Yeah. And a very scary moment for Team Canada and for Alexis Lafreniere as he's got a very bright future, looking like the first overall pick coming up, and he's down and out for Canada. And just adding insult to injury, already down three nothing in this game to Russia, and they lose their basically their star player for the rest of this game. Mm-hmm. He has to be helped off the ice; can't leave under his own power. It didn't look good, but uh, some good news out of today with him saying that he could return tomorrow versus Slovakia, which is great. Although I, if I were them, I would hold him out for one game. I think they'll be okay against Slovakia. I don't think we really need him that much. Back, I think maybe we can hold off for one game, maybe return the semifinal game. Yeah, but I'm just, just saying. It's just great to hear that he doesn't. It's not a long-term injury, and he's actually still going to be able to play in this tournament because the the way it initially looked, it did not yeah. look like it. It was going to be a short-term injury. Russia cuts into the zone and goes backhand, forehand, tucks it in on Dawes after a soft coverage by Byron. They're down. Oh, this play sucked for the whole team. I I watched this play happen. I'm like, oh my god! I don't think I seen one Canada player skate back and, and attempt to make a stop on any of those Russian players. They they did that little pass and play on the side, and like both defensemen just kind of watched and sat there and watched the Russian players go from one side of the crease to the other. I'm like, why did he like step up and push them or something? Like they just watched him. I feel like they were just defeated at that point. Like they're down three nothing, they lose their their best player, and they're already getting you know dominated in this game. And then that happens, and they go down four nothing. Dawes gets pulled, so Hoffer goes into the net down four nothing. Dawes is out of there, mm-hmm. and that was the last time that we would see Nico Dawes in this tournament. Canada draws a penalty halfway through the period. Nothing on the power play from Canada. They really didn't get anything in this game. They just it was. It was one of those games that you just want to take the tape and throw it in the garbage and burn it and set it on fire and never want to see it again. Point shot is deflected in past Hoffer. Can't do anything about it as Ty Smith can't clear the front of the crease. There's like two Russian guys standing yeah. there. One of them tips it in. It's 5 nothing. 
And then another weak wrister from Russia goes in off the glove of Hoffer. He should have had this one. This one was really bad. So they're down 6 nothing. And then Volano goes off for tripping with less than 10 seconds left in the period. And this is when I stopped taking notes. So <laughs> we were one down thing 6 that nothing happened, after the second. Yeah, one thing that happened after, which kind of pissed me off, it actually took that came out of this game, was um, Joe Volano being suspended for that. If you can call that a headbutt. I don't call that a headbutt. I just call them two heads clashing together because they were pissed at each other. Listen, okay, so they give this guy. It's it's bad enough too that the IHF, like Canada, Team Canada, I, the like Hockey Canada came out and said they didn't agree with the call. That's how bad this call was. Like, there's a suspension. It didn't warrant a suspension. If I'm like, if you're gonna give this guy suspension for that, what about later later in the game where the Russian player like grabbed? Valeno from the like from the back and like whipped them down like almost chokeslammed him down to the ice and there was no call about that like so you're gonna suspend him for a slight head like a, I even call it a headbutt but you're not gonna suspend the Russian player for fucking almost bear hug chokeslamming a player to the ice from behind like that's dangerous yeah I mean it was bad on both parts but I mean I, I agree the Valeno thing. I really don't even think it, it, it could have... It should. If Hockey Canada came out and made a statement that they don't agree with the IHF, you know it's bad. Hockey Canada just doesn't make that, that, that announcement at all. Out of, like, they, they never make that announcement. I mean, don't we see guys, like, kind of butting heads, like... Sm- like all the like time! In the, in the crease all the it's time. It's the heat of the fun. moment! It's not like he, like, you know, ducked his head and, like, tried to NFL tackle the guy into the head, like, helmet to helmet. It was just one of those little, like, taps, like, hey, like, I know you're here. But, I mean, I think that happens all the time, so I really don't think it warranted a suspension. But maybe they were just trying to punish Canada because Canada kind of got unraveled there in the third period and things kind of got a little bit too chippy. But the Russians, I mean, themselves were were really showboating That's what I mean. How does the the Russian player get away scot-free for, like, chokeslamming a guy from behind where, like, Vanejo's head crashed on the ice from behind? Like, I don't understand. How is that not a suspension? Or a penalty. (laughs) I don't get it. Yeah, they, they they messed up. It wasn't like it was going to Im- impact the finish of the game. I mean, they're down 6 nothing. but if you're going to suspend a guy for that, then I think the other guy should at least you mm-hmm. know, ha- have some sort of a repercussion because he essentially started the whole thing. But whatever. Canada looks defeated on the bench in the third period, and Foodie gets a player of the game for Canada. Somehow they had a player. I guess they have to give a player of the game. Don't really know what he did <laughs> to deserve the player of the game, but sure, Liam Foodie gets it. And Miflakov for Russia gets the player of the game oh, for them. That guy. Yeah, and, and there was an incident with the uh, yes. helmet. <laughs> I think, was it Barrett Hayden didn't take his helmet off? Or... Yeah, I mean, he's the captain. He's going to know better than that. That's all I'm going to say is take your yeah. helmet off. I mean, you know, I know you're pissed off. Maybe he forgot to do it. or I mean, he apologized afterwards. He moved on. But that's just something you can't do. Obviously, you show respect to the opponent. And... After the game, especially for the anthem, take your helmet off. He knows he'd be screwed up. Everybody knows it. Just move on from that. But, uh, yeah, bad. After a great first game against USA, off to a great start in the tournament, they lose badly to Russia, and they're going to have to regroup going into their third game against Germany. So, Kyle, I don't know if you have anything else to say about that Russia game, but I think it's ready. It's about time to just crinkle up that paper and throw it right in the trash as I I did not hit the trash that I missed. So we're going to move on to our first commercial break, actually, and then we'll be back to recap uh, the Germany game and the Czech Republic game on the next segment of the Niagara Hockey Lowdown right here on the Armchair GM Sports Network. 
Carmine's Pizzeria Italiano, serving Italian pizzas made with the freshest, top-quality ingredients. Loaded subs in our famous chicken wings, winners of the 2017 Reader's Choice Awards, and the brand-new recipients of the 2019 Reader's Choice Diamond Award from Niagara this week for Best Pizza in Niagara Falls. Open daily, located on the corner of Drummond Road and Dunn Street. Available for call-ahead pickup or delivery, 905-374-4400. Debit and credit accepted for both. You've tried the rest. It's time to try us. Carmine's Pizzeria Italiano. Attention job seekers. If you're currently looking for work in the Niagara region, you owe it to yourself to check out the services provided by the Niagara Employment Help Center, located at 6100 Thoroughstone Road, Niagara Falls. Free services include resource area open to the public, resume and cover letter writing, community resource and referral information, local labor market information, job search strategies, assistance with clarifying employment training and career goals, employment counseling and job search support, second career information and registration assistance, and check out our available workshops under our events calendar on our website for more details at www.ehc.on.ca the Niagara Employment Help Center. Marcel Dion Inc. Come in and check out our store and meet Marcel Dion himself. We have wall-to-wall NFL, MLB, and NHL licensed products and all kinds of collectibles. We specialize in autographed sports memorabilia. If you don't see what you're looking for, just ask and we'll find it for you. So next time you need a great gift idea for that sports fanatic in your life, or you need to add to your own collection, come visit us first. You won't be disappointed. 905-357-7678 Marcel Dion Inc. Chip and Charlie's, it's where the locals go. Fun, friendly, and entertaining staff. You're not just a customer, you're family. Lots of TVs, amazing food, and always a great time. Open daily 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Call 905-371-3428 for inquiries and reservations. Located at 8189 Lundy's Lane, Niagara Falls. Chip and Charlie's, it's where the locals go. Mid-City Motors Niagara, your premium source for pre-owned vehicles. Financing and leasing for all types of credit. Check them out at 4460 Drummond Road, Niagara Falls, or at mcmniagara.com. They are also happy to announce Mid-City Mechanic is now open. They can repair, maintain, and service all makes and models of vehicles. Conveniently located behind Mid-City Motors at Drummond Road and Perkins Street. They will be happy to help you keep your car on the road. 905 371 2277 that's mid city motors and mid city mechanic you're listening to the armchair gm sports network goal song by team canada which yeah we, uh, we we didn't like at the beginning but you know what it grew on us that year it was uh did not like it at first at all uh for the championship that was in buffalo i believe and but it grew it grew on us and it ended up being the the one that we won gold with so it has a you know close connection to our hearts because of that and that's what made it better <laughs> i literally think that's what made it better in was the 
the that gold medal game just because everyone was singing it. And so. we were able to to hear that live with everybody singing it, so it made it instantly better. So yeah. That being said, that was the other controversy too. Is uh, they, they were saying on the broadcast, they said bigger bigger deal than who makes the roster is what's going to be the goal song for Team yep. Canada. And actually, it was our boy Akil Thomas that recommended the Let Me Clear My Throat, which is used by his hometown team, yep. the Niagara Ice Dogs. And that's the song they chose. It's it's a different version of it, but it's still the same song. It's just a different uh, remix of the song. But I didn't notice that. I was like, uh, uh, I still want Hey Baby. They should bring that back. <laughs> or We Dumb Boys was also the best one they've ever had, but we'll never get that. I don't even remember what they used last year, but I, I can't remember it being any good. Oh no! It was uh, it was that Pitbull song, wasn't it? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that did not like that one, and they had Don't a really stop bad the party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they they had a really bad tournament, so there was no party to, to be had uh, last year. But uh, with that, Kyle, uh, give us a little bit on the Germany game for you people who got up and watched this game in the morning. Uh, all the power to you, but <laughs> I missed the first period of the Germany game, so Kyle's gonna give you some insight on what happened in Canada's hopeful bounce back game against Germany. I did also tune in late. I was able to watch the replay though of the stuff that I missed. Uh, first period was really anything that exciting, I'd say, um, besides Nolan Foote's goal, which kind of threw the goalie in a loop after it was like a block shot. And then uh, Nolan Foote was able to pop it in top shelf, far corner, cut the goalie off guard. I mean, it was an R at McCann did, bounce back after the Russian game, I think, in that first period. And you can't really take Germany lightly. Obviously their hockey program has gotten a lot better over the years. So and there and we see and I've watched other games that they've played and they're you know, they're not gonna be just a walkover team anymore. They're gonna be up there in competition. Like we only won this game four one. So that should say a lot. Um yeah that Nolan Foot goal was able to open up the contest and it was uh definitely a huge uh, boost to get on top early in this game, especially for uh, after that Team Canada. I don't know what you call that last game against Russia. You call it an actual awesome game or <laughs> joking, joking. I'm joking. We lost 6 nothing. is what it is. Uh, but Hoffer was starting this game. I was actually interested to see what happened with the goalie situation, if they're going to try to write it out with Nico Dawes again. But Hoffer was able to start this game. He looked good. He looked good in this game. I know he didn't make a lot of saves. I think he made like a total of 18 out of 19 saves this game. Um, but for what shots he did get, it looked pretty good. Um, I think it was in the second period, there was like this actually really good, uh, it's like a catcher. It was like, I think it was a catcher or blocker save. Like I remember the, the team Canada's uh, one of the players like stick exploded and it turned in like a two on nothing. I remember like that. I'm like the journey player probably could have passed at it, but he went for a shot and it was just, it was a big save. It was a much needed. It was one of those saves that, you know, you need your goalie to come up big with in that moment of the game, like midway through the second, only up one, nothing. You need your goalie to come up with a big save to not make it one, one. That was a save to do it. And he just, he looked very confident throughout this whole game. So I'm guessing Brandon Hoffer is probably going to be the way to go with the rest of this tournament. It looks that way because they haven't even dressed Rodrigue either. So Dawes was the backup, but Rodrigue has been the scratch goalie for the whole tournament. Um, and I would believe, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, I was in the second period still. Um, it was an awesome play from the, uh, Liam Foodie walking in from the point and then just ripping it top shelf off a of feed from Delandria to make it 2 nothing. 
And I'm like, okay, okay. So and he kind of made up for it because I think he took a bad penalty before that as well. So uh, Liam Footy getting us on the board, making it 2 nothing, And I'm like, okay, so it's almost the end of the second. It's only 2 nothing. See, this is why I, I, I say, like, you can't take Germany lightly. They are holding Canada only up to 2 nothing by the end of this, like, almost the end of the second period. So I thought the Canada did well uh, after that, except Germany got into some penalty trouble. Uh, I think it was a it was a five on three advantage and uh, uh, Cam at it was a kid I can't want to say Cam Addison it's not Cam Addison Kalen Addison, Addison from the point with a ripper to make it three nothing and um, it was basically the, the I guess the rest of the summary for the game the third period was kind of iffy lots of penalties uh, Germany was able to get on the board with a power play goal. And then not too long after, Canada, uh, with I think 10 seconds left, were able to score an empty net, shorthanded with a goal by Ty DeLandria. So not too bad. Um, Decent game, I guess you can say, by Canada. I mean, it was only a 4-1 game, but I think it was definitely just a much-needed morale boost and bounce-back game from that horrible 6-0 loss. What did you think of the new goalie being in the game. So we had uh, Hoffer. I mean, he did play a little bit in the yeah. Russia game, but what did you think of Hoffer in there over Dawes? I I kind of would love to have seen Dawes get a second shot. I know it was a rough game and he's had a rough tournament so far, but I would love to have seen him get another shot. But at this point, you really can't take that chance because if you lose to Germany, you're going into one and two and like you're going to leave it up to a tiebreaker if you even if you beat the Czechs. So... I understand why they went with the the stronger goalie, obviously. So, and it looked like it paid out for them. So, four one win over Germany, and I, I've been liking Hoffer's game so far. So, I will give him credit. Yes, for sure. And so, Canada comes away with a four nothing win against Germany, or sorry, four one as Germany. They got into some late penalty trouble there, like you said. It would have been four nothing. Like I was, I thought he was going to get the shutout for sure. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was really hoping so, and I think that would have made a, a strong case for him too. For, I mean, they still went with him as a starter throughout the rest of the tournament, but so far, but, um, yeah, I think he did a, a pretty good job. Yep. And Canada just decided to stop playing there at the end of the game and not let Hoffer get the shutout that I think he probably deserved. But uh, moving on to the Czech Republic game, which was against Yesterday. the home. Sorry. <laughs> yesterday <laughs> yesterday yeah for if we're listening to this on the first and it was the home the home country in the czech republic the new year's eve game so it was rocking in the building a lot of canada fans but also a lot of czech fans really cool atmosphere just the way that the the, the period and the game started like the chance going back and forth and everything it was really great uh, obviously no uh alexis lafreniere again for Canada, but also pointing out a lot of injuries to the Czechs as well. They, they're missing their three top players, as Ray Ferraro was pointing out on the broadcast, and they ended up losing another one in this game. So the Czechs were just basically completely decimated with injuries uh, throughout this tournament, unfortunately, and maybe it would have uh, would have been more of a competitive game, uh, and the Czechs mm-hmm. might have had a chance to win this game maybe if uh, they had their three top players back. And it just sucks because they were the home country this year, and it looked like they were going to have a pretty good tournament, and then just, you know, anytime you lose your top three guys, it's going to be it's going to be tough, especially when you're playing top teams in mm. Canada. And USA. with and with your your top player like Team Canada being out, you know, you want your your other leadership group to step up, and in Valeno and Hayden, I think they they really stepped up this game. They had they both had an excellent game this game. 
So going into this game, uh, high sticking penalty to the Czechs. A lot of penalties for the Czechs in this first period. <laughs> I want to point out that Vaclav Verada was their head coach, former Buffalo Sabres, <laughs> uh, longtime Sabres goon. And then for whatever reason, their, ba- their assistant coach is Patrick Elias, the legend of the New Jersey Devils. So he's their assistant coach. I heard uh, them mention that, and I was like, oh, all right. But he Elias played nothing like they played in this game. But uh, a lot of penalty troubles for the Czechs. It started. Um, it actually started with a with a foot penalty with uh, a minute thirty three into the game. So Canada was on an early early penalty kill. Delandria had a big hit to start the game. As like I said, the, this atmosphere was just it was electric to start the game. Uh, then high sticking penalty to the Czechs as Addison gets whacked in the face. Canada goes to the power play. Delano gets the puck off a block shot from a, from a Hayden shot. Kind of a lucky. Lucky bounce yeah. and break there, and no chance for the goalie, assisted by Hayden and Addison. So one nothing Canada, four forty two into the first period. That was nice, yeah. And again, <laughs> it was just kind of an unlucky break. The shot block goes right to the open guy on the left left circle and just pops yeah. it in. And then going into that, I, I, sometimes I forget to write this because I, I look at the scores and then I forget to write the score. But I got it here. It is Addison with the shot block. The puck comes out. Hayden with the one timer saved. Good momentum, and in the zone, a high tip from McMichael just goes wide. And then right off of that, Nolan Foote scores on a one-timer off the same spot as Hayden the chance before that he just missed. And they really look to set up foot on this play throughout the tournament. On the- yeah, he's. Uh, they said going in this tournament, and it came from a lot of players, that he's got such an elite shot, and that's the, the scouting profile on him. His shot is like beyond NHL level right now, and that's – one of the key reasons why they use him in that that one timer area and um, yeah they put him at the point the right yeah. the right point and yeah. he just takes those one teams. he's got such a good shot yeah yeah so Canada goes up quickly two nothing uh, both on the power play I believe Byram mm-hmm. and Hayden with and Byram and Thomas with the assist so Akil Thomas gets the assist on the second goal on the power play uh, for Canada sorry that one was not a power play goal was it uh, uh, yes it was yes yes it was checks yeah. It, the power play just almost, like, it, it just ended. Yeah, so it was a late power play goal. And then the Czechs get another penalty. This time it was a it was a review oh penalty for yeah. spearing. <laughs> so originally it was a two-minute penalty. Then they changed it to a five for spearing, which is a five in a game and mm-hmm. possible supplemental dis- uh, supplemental uh, disciplinary actions be taking, mm-hmm. taken against... Uh, against this player, I don't. I actually didn't check in to see if he ended up getting suspended or not, but he was gone for the whole game. So already down two nothing, giving up two. Funny power you say play review. Goals. <laughs> yeah, giving up two penalty, uh, two power play goals, and now they go on a five minute penalty. And you just look at Vaclav Rod on the bench, and he's just like, "What is happening? What what is going on with this game? You don't expect the checks to be acting like this." And a big save by Parik, who is in net for them, because apparently they're. Starting goalie was hurt earlier in the tournament, so he Parikh is their backup goalie essentially. So he's playing, yeah. and it leads to another penalty for roughing. The play was reviewed to see if the puck crossed the line, as Parikh, which it did. <laughs> as, it was a great effort by Parikh, though. You got to yeah. give him that. Like he, yeah. it was a cross ice pass from Cousins to Hayden. He came across the crease, made the save, but the puck went up, like along his shoulder and went in the net as he pulled it out. So good attempt, but it actually ended up going in the net. And Canada goes up three nothing, so Cousins assisted or Hayden gets the goal from Cousins and Volano, and it's already three nothing, three for three on the penal on the power play, and then right after that, uh, 
sorry, uh, McMichael scores on like a scramble right after that. So Canada, four power play goals right off the bat. And off this play, Parikh, the goalie for the Czechs, is down and out. He can't get up. He has to get helped off the ice. So yeah. not only <laughs> is it bad enough for the Czechs that they have all these injuries, they're down 4 nothing. their backup goalie goes down. And now their third goalie who comes in, <laughs> and his name is Malik, and he's actually the son of former NHLer Merrick Malik of the New York oh, Rangers. Oh, Nick Malik, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Merrick Malik scored that between-the-leg shootout yep. goal that one time. Legendary goal. So, Czechs are on their third-string goalie, already down 4 nothing to Canada in this game. And I feel bad for these guys, man. It was uh, it was just like things just kept piling on for them. So, mm. McMichael gets the goal from Cousins and Hayden. And the five-minute penalty is finally over after the <laughs> for the Czechs, but it's a little too late. I mean, they're down 4 nothing, uh, four power play goals. And uh, that was it for the first period. So, very rough start for the Czechs. Mm-hmm. Second period, power play goal by the Czechs. Gives them some life halfway through the second period. Hoffer yeah. stops the point shot, but then it's laying there in the crease and gets potted off the rebound, showing off his best Nico Dawes impersonation on this goal. <laughs> and then uh, 14 seconds later, so I don't know what Canada is, what it is with these little tiny stretches they have, but it's like they stop playing, and 14 seconds later, their captain Zabra- Z- uh, Zabransky puts it in in the in the middle of the high slot rips it past Hoffer and they're they're only down by 2 now. I mean they get two quick goals here and Canada's kind of on their heels, you'd think. And then Canada just gets one of the most rewarded bounces I've ever seen. 10 seconds later off the face off, uh-huh. uh, a rim the a rim around the boards uh by Smith and the goalie goes in behind the net to play the puck and it, you know caroms off like a right boards. Yeah, Joe Louis Arena boards and easiest goal of all time for Liam Foody. He's able to pot it in. I mean, what a deflating goal for the Czechs. Like, they come yeah. back, they score two goals in 14 seconds, and then they have that fluky thing go in, and then another down by three again. Just, what a momentum swing mm-hmm. for the, in this game. And then, uh, the play was reviewed for offside on Smith's original dump-in. Uh, it was upheld, and Foodie gets the goal assisted by Smith and McIsaac. Canada's 4-for-5 four on the power play with eight shots on goal at this period that they mentioned. Uh, Gord Miller mentioned it on the broadcast. And right after that, Canada scores immediately on the power play uh, after the Czechs. Double tip or something. I don't know what the hell that so was. So that's what happened. So the Czechs, they challenged for the offside, and because they didn't get it, they received a two-minute pen- uh, penalty for delay of game. And then Canada scored right off that power play. And Addison with a point shot, great tip in front by Cousins with two bodies standing in front. Hayden gets the gets the other assist. So four goals scored in this game within a minute twenty span of game clock <laughs> by Brutal. both teams. Ridiculous. Canada's now five for six on the power play, and they're up six two. Just unbelievable. I couldn't. <laughs> I, I I was struggling to take notes and like keep up with my notes as the goals were going in. Like it was. It was like I was writing notes, and then I saw another goal go in, and I had to stop and then go back. And it was. I uh, think just Canada was just – they're so hungry for the win in this game too. So, yeah. And it definitely showed, that's for sure. Yeah. Skip to the, skip to the third period. Uh, nothing for Canada, and they had another power play to start the third period. So many penalties for the Czechs in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, Nolan Foote just kept being fed with these one-timer passes. It was just like – they Canada just, was all over in the third. Like the checks were, gave up completely in the third period. It was like Canada against Russia. Like they basically yeah. were just hauling it in. Uh, 
McIsaac with a point shot as he cuts into the middle. Ton of traffic again. Another another uh, goal with with the screen in front, which they weren't doing in the Russia game, and it gets through Malik Cousins and Volano with the assist on the McIsaac goal, and they're up seven two, and uh, that's basically about it. There's a lot of minor stuff, a couple blocks. Uh, Byfield, Quinton Byfield's really trying hard. I mean, he took a few penalties in this game, but he mm-hmm. also uh, hasn't scored a goal in this tournament yet, and it's very tough for a guy that's supposed to be the number two overall pick. He wants to score. He wants to contribute. He's fallen from the first line to the fourth line in this tournament, yep. and he's still goalless. He had a chance with a, a late, uh, I think it was about a minute left. It was like a spin around goal in front of the or a spin around chance in front of the net, and he wasn't able to pot it in. But uh, he still hasn't scored in the in the tournament. But Canada wins seven two, and they end up winning Group A despite a horrendous six nothing loss to Russia. In yep. the worst loss in tournament history. I was still shocked. <laughs> the biggest loss to Team Canada in the tournament's history, and they still win the group because uh, USA ended up beating Russia. So Russia had two losses, luckily, or else they would have mm. had the tiebreaker again. The only team that would have had the tiebreaker against us. Um, I do want to point mm. out that after the first game, all five teams in the group were one and one, or all, yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. I remember them saying that. It's pretty incredible to start, but uh, Canada wins Group A, luckily. And uh, they beat the Czechs seven two. I feel bad for the Czechs. Like I said, a lot of injuries and a lot of a lot of bad penalty breaks for them in this game and just in general in this tournament. They're still going to make the uh, yeah. They the did escape. They escaped the relegation. That's for they sure. Did. They, they, they they had to get a point against USA and yeah. they did it. They lost in overtime. So luckily for them, they got the point. Uh, Mizek gets the player of the game for the Czechs and Dylan Cousins gets the player of the game for Team Canada from the Buffalo Sabres. If you want to, you know, just go ahead. There and you go. Yay. So Dylan Cousins uh, look great. Looks great <laughs> in this tournament so far. So that's Canada's round robin. They go four and zero. Oh. They uh, they have three nine points. Yeah, three three zero oh and one. They had a seventeen to thirteen goal differential, and they had one more point over the states. But they would have had the tiebreaker against the states anyway. So they win group. Sorry, it's Group B. Uh, I guess we're the we're the B team over here. So <laughs> Sweden's the A team apparently because they can't lose games in the oh. preliminary round. So with that said, guys, we're gonna take our uh, another commercial break here. Um, on the show, on the Niagara Rocky Lowdown, and come back with uh, looking ahead uh, to the upcoming schedule, as well as a look at how the Group A and Group B standings ended up finishing out. So we'll be right back here after our next commercial break here on the Armchair GM Sports Network. Nestled in the heart of beautiful Ridgeway, Ontario, the Ridge Filmhouse offers a film celebrating diversity, integrity, and pure entertainment. Join us for a quaint movie-going experience complete with an in-house bar, luxury seating, and carefully curated films. Join us for a cinematic experience that focuses on comfort and quality. Our films are carefully selected to fit our specific mandate, screening films that the larger cineplexes won't. Each month, our 10x15 screens show you the best in independent, foreign, classic, and second-run films. The Ridge Film House is also available for private screenings, parties, and festivals. Come and discover hidden gems or rediscover the classics one more time. Located at 320 Ridge Road in Ridgeway, www.ridgefilmhouse.com or call 289-303-8367 for availability and showtimes. The Ridge Film House, a truly unique movie-going experience. J&L Flooring is a Niagara-based specialty flooring and design company. They take great pride in providing elite customer service and support. They are a specialty flooring and decor boutique shop with a beautiful showroom, great pricing, and a wide variety and truly unique selection of products. 
All their products are environmentally friendly and responsibly produced, so you can feel great about your flooring choices. Their goal as a local business is to build authentic relationships based on honesty and integrity that they foster with respect and authenticity. Offering unique and wide range of quality products presented by a knowledgeable and patient team, they connect with their customers to simplify the process to make their life easier and to make their homes beautiful. Visit them at 4424 Montrose Road, Niagara Falls, or find out more at jnlflooring.com. Open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. through 5 p.m., and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. 905-358-3299 JL Flooring. The Spicy Olive Bar and Grill is located on the top of Clifton Hill and just a five-minute walk from the majestic Niagara Falls. It is conveniently nestled in the heart of the tourist district. A family-owned and operated business, the Spicy Olive opened its doors in 2003 and has since been established as an authentic and unique Italian restaurant and bar. Its rustic ambiance and time-worn finishing provide a warm and inviting dining experience. Offering an array of delicious dishes, they specialize in authentic Italian cuisine, homemade sauces, fresh ingredients, and consistently provide a strong foundation on which they build their menu. As night falls, the Spicy Olive shifts to a lively lounge where dancing, martinis, and live music come together to make a perfect evening. Let Spicy Olive host your next function, birthday, private event, bridal, or baby shower. For more than 15 years, they have served not only their dedicated locals, but customers from all over the world with authentic Italian food and only the best in live entertainment. Located at 5026 Center Street, just off the historic Clifton Hill in Niagara Falls. They're open daily at noon till 10 p.m. and till 2 a.m. on Fridays and Saturdays. Call 905-371-2323 for reservations and special events. The Spicy Olive Bar and Grill. You're listening to the Armchair GM Sports Network. current goal song for the Team Canada World Juniors mm-hmm. uh, tournament in 2020. So, again, it's a little different a variation from the song that plays for the Sabres and the Ice Dogs, but I think it still does the job. I like it. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Um, I apologize, guys. I missed uh, one of the segments for us to go over here. Uh, we're going to do the player stats for Canada and as well as the injury report on La- Alexis Lafreniere, which I'll go over right now. Uh, this is from Frank Saravelli of TSN. He's a uh, senior hockey writer for TSN. Um, apparently, uh, he was just five days after he left the ice in agony with what appeared to be a serious left knee injury. The fear was the injury would not only cost Lafreniere the tournament, but the rest of his draft-eligible season. Yikes. Uh, and apparent, according to Captain Barrett Hayden, he looked awesome. He zigged and zagged, cut and turned, shot and passed with ease, and even tested the knee with some light physical contact at the end of the session. Lafreniere left no stone unturned in his on-ice experiment. And mm-hmm. uh, according to teammate Ty Delandre, I didn't see any kind of rust on him. It's pretty shocking just how everything everyone yeah. thought it was to be back skating. And it was, and he was today was as a quick turnaround, and we're all excited to have him back. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about – I know you said earlier that you, you would probably hold him out for Slovakia, but do you think that they're going to have any limitations on him playing? Uh I'd hope so. Like, Slovakia's going into this game one in three. 
Like they barely scraped into the quarterfinal round. That's why I mean, it's not that big of a game that they're going to need him. If you ran in one seven two over Czech Republic, you're going to be. I think you, you should be okay over Slovakia. That's why I think you should probably hold him out until at least Saturday for the the semifinal game. That's just this is my opinion. Whatever. If he thinks he's ready to go, he's ready to go. But for a player of that caliber, who's supposed to be basically the next Crosby, wouldn't you want to hold him out one more game? Especially if it's a game that, you know, it matters, but in the end it's not that important. I mean, I really think that they should have enough talent on that team to beat Slovakia. Mm-hmm. So. You would hope, right? Yeah. But, uh, so Kyle, what do we got for the uh, <clears throat> for the player stats for Canada? How did it turn out? Well, Barrett Hayden led the way, surprisingly, not well, not shockingly, uh, with six points. I mean, he's he was... One of the NHL already played players into this tournament. He was expected to be this good. He showed that he is this good. And him, I'd say him and Foot and Valeno are definitely the guys that have carried this team uh, throughout this entire tournament so far. And, you know, you got your secondary people with Delandria, Foodie, um, Dylan Cousins, your boys at six points, definitely on the assist train with his one goal and five assists with uh, – leading the team in second, or I guess tied in first place for team scoring. Um, but from what I've seen, like I'm looking at the stats, yeah, it's great. But from what I'm seeing, um, it's even the guys who don't have a lot of points have made an impact on the team. Like guys like like Kevin Ball, who's been strong back there in the decor. Our boy Akil Thomas has contributed to two assists, but he's been doing good with Connor McMichael. Connor McMichael's another guy who's showed he's been really great. Same with Jarek McIsaac. Like there's guys down there who are in the lower point area who've, you know, done a lot for this team. Uh, the guys obviously in the top are the guys that are predicted to be in the top, and it's not surprising to be in the top. So out of all the scoring on the top, I'd say probably Cousins and uh, yeah, probably Cousins is the shocking one to me so far being that high. He's definitely contributed a lot more than I thought he was going to. And Bernard Docker, Quentin Byfield, Jamie Drysdale, Aiden yeah. Dudas, and Dawson Mercer are pointless so far for mm-hmm. Byfield's a shocker. I thought he would at least have a couple of points. Yeah, like we were saying, I think he's just trying really hard and he's over he's trying to overdo things and trying so hard to score and he's just it's it's not working for him. He got moved from the first to the fourth line. And again, there's they have a lot of seventeen year olds on this team that are draft eligible. I mean you have Lafreniere, Byfield, Drysdale and a few others as well, and it's they got a lot of young talent on this team that uh, still would be able to play next year if they, they didn't make the NHL, but uh, first-timers for, uh, for sure, and well, Lafreniere, is a, he played last year as a 16-year-old, but mm-hmm. uh, the rest of them were first-timers, and again, like Drysdale and Byfield projected top picks, and they're just, they're, they're not producing offensively, but uh, Canada really, besides the Russia game, has been able to overcome that with we, we were asking about their depth going into this tournament if it was going to be uh, something of concern throughout the tournament but it looks like right now like you said there's a lot of guys that are contributing uh, not just in the point department even on the fourth line you have Connor McMichael and Akil Thomas yeah. doing what they have to do mm-hmm. and and on the back end like Bowen Byram only has one assist we uh, looked really bad in that Russia game, but other than that, he's been pretty stable. So I think, despite the point totals, I think that that a lot of these players have been pulling their weight and have been have been playing pretty well. Uh, like I yeah. said, despite uh, maybe the lack of point total that they they would probably want. Mm-hmm. For sure. And what how, how, what do you think about uh, the goalie situation here going into the quarter? Uh, I I I don't blame him for what they're doing with Hoffer. Just. 
going forward with him. He's been the stronger one out of the, pre- uh, the preliminary rounds. It's key here, and it's cl- uh, clear here he's going to be the starter for the rest of this tournament going forward. And I don't blame him for doing that. He's showed how strong he is in the net and showed how strong he's been in two games, in the I guess one and a half games that he's played. So um, here's to hoping he has a good rest of the tournament and maybe help Canada win gold. And again, like him and Rodrigue were both draft picks in 2018. Hoffer plays for Portland and Rodrigue plays for Moncton. Nico Dodge is a rookie in this tournament and he was a starter. I really just don't understand. Like I know he's had a good season, but I mean, don't the other two goalies deserve a shot at being the starter? I think maybe Nico Dodge was thrown in there uh, maybe a little too early as a, as a rookie by two years over the other two guys. I don't know. I, I feel like Hoffer and Rodrigue should have started the tournament with Dawes sitting out and then maybe maybe getting him in a game if you wanted and then seeing where it goes. But it seemed like putting the rookie in there really killed his confidence mm. in that game against Russia. And and now it, who knows if he'll be back in a tournament next year. But, I mean, wouldn't you want to go with the other two guys first, in my opinion? But Right. Um, anybody that's surprised you in a good way so far from the tournament that maybe you didn't expect to have a great tournament? No, not really. Kind of already touched basing. I mean, Byfield, we surprised that he's not higher in the scoring than we thought of, but everything else has just yeah. been pretty standard. <laughs> I've actually liked what I've seen from Liam Foodie as like yeah. a third line grinder type guy. He's always yeah. he's a fantastic penalty killer. He is by far their best penalty killer. Oh yeah, he's just disrupting plays in a neutral zone and not letting them gain the zone. Just he is relentless and he is a big part of this team. He's a guy that I didn't really know a lot about before. He, he uh, before this tournament, but he's uh, he definitely looks like a, a kind of guy that you always want to have on your team in those type of situations. Mm-hmm. But guys, we're going to take our last commercial break here and then come back with our last segment of today's show, which we're going to go over the group standings and then look ahead to the schedule tomorrow, which has five games, uh, five games on it for you. So we're going to take our last commercial break on the show, and we'll be right back here on the Niagara Hockey Lowdown on the Armchair GM Sports Network. The Blue Line Diner is Niagara's leading breakfast restaurant. Great food, great service, and where else can you see one of the NHL's greatest players having coffee and conversation with patrons? Of course, Marcel Dion Inc. is located directly next door, and Marcel is always in and out of the restaurant, talking to the kids and the fans that walk through the doors. Open Tuesday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 2 p.m., and Saturday and Sunday, 8 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. 289-296-8785, the Blue Line Diner, located on Montrose Road, Niagara Falls. Simply Fit Health Club, real 24-hour access, seven days a week. Located at 6595 Drummond Road, Niagara Falls. A clean, modern facility with top-of-the-line equipment, a friendly and non-judgmental environment, free Wi-Fi, ample parking, and more. Come in and tour their facility anytime during their office hours, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday, Saturday 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., and Sunday 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Don't hesitate to stop in. No appointment necessary. They take pride in helping their members reach their health and fitness goals at their convenience and for the best possible price. For only $9.99 bi-weekly, members will get access to the state-of-the-art facility any day, anytime. What are you waiting for? It's Simply Fit. There are no excuses, only results. Come see for yourself. 289-296-9535 or info at simplyfithealthclub.com. Simply Fit Health Club. Mick and Angelo's Niagara Falls' premier sports kitchen and bar. We're all about food, friends, and fun. Catch the game with us and grab a delicious bite to eat while enjoying a cold beer. 
bus trips to sporting events, live music performances, and sports pools throughout the year. Open daily 11 a.m. to midnight and 11 a.m. to 1 a.m. on Fridays and Saturdays. Michelangelo's, Niagara Falls' premier sports kitchen and bar. Canadian Wrestling Figure Store. Check out their website at cwf.ecwid.com for the best selection in Canada for WWE elites, basics, and exclusive action figures. Free Canada-wide shipping on any order over $200. Enter the code ARMCHAIR at checkout so they know that we sent you to receive 10% off your order. Once again, that's Canadian Wrestling Figure Store at cwf.ecwid.com. Attention employers! Finding the right candidate to meet your hiring needs requires more than just posting an advertisement and waiting for a suitable candidate to apply. Let the Niagara Employment Help Center save you valuable time and money by making your hiring process easier. Free job postings. Fill job vacancies quickly and efficiently. Access to a bank of potential employees. Reduce employment costs. All candidates will be pre-screened. Job trials and placement incentives. And financial assistance may be applicable to offset the cost of training. Again, this Niagara Employment Help Center, located at 6100 Thorldstone Road, Niagara Falls. www.ehc.on.ca You're listening to the Armchair GM Sports Network. to the final segment of today's Niagara Hockey Lowdown episode. Kyle, we got the Group A and Group B final standings here. Canada wins the Group B with a 3-0-1 record. USA at 2-1-1. Russia at 2-0-2. The Czechs at 1-1-2. And then Germany with a 1-3 record. And then going over to Group A, we had Sweden winning it once again. With a perfect mm-hmm. 4-0 record, all they had one win in overtime against Switzerland. Uh, sorry, against Finland. Switzerland actually finishes second in the group after beating Finland uh, in the last game of the tournament. So again, Switzerland continues to show that they're an improved hockey country. And, yep. Uh, you know, one of the most, probably the most improved in the last probably decade here. Uh, they finished 3-0-1. Finland goes 2-1-1. Slovakia at 1-1-3 and. Unfortunately, Kazakhstan goes 0-4 on the tournament. I think that was to be expected with who was in their group. Yeah. But uh, what do you think of how the round-robin went for both groups here? I think it went all right. I think Switzerland is definitely the one that's surprising out of both. And, and again, it just goes to show you that hockey programs in other countries are flourishing, even though Germany did get into the relegation. I assume they're going to win that relegation to stay in the tournament. Um, Switzerland definitely is is a is a key one there um with them moving on and uh them finishing the group in second which is awesome canada barely squeaking into first place with one point i was still shocked i thought for sure after the russia game that we were gonna have a rough rest of the tournament be able to squeeze by with two wins though and uh going into the quarterfinals uh tomorrow at 9 a.m against slovakia who uh, have to, are one in three, and then uh, Russia gets to play this Switzerland. I think that's going to be a really good game, except not waking up at 6.30 a.m. to watch that. Uh, game one of the relegation t- uh, playoff is at 4 a.m. if anyone wants to watch that, too. 
<laughs> and then Sweden and Czech Republic should be a very good game at 2 o'clock. Unfortunately, for the host country, Czech Republic, they got to face the 4-0 Swedes in the quarterfinal. And again, Sweden continues their undefeated streak in preliminary round-robin play. And But they only have one gold medal to show for that from, the, from that entire stretch of, excuse me, undefeated undefeated record throughout the, the, the group stages uh, over the years. And I find that shocking. Like they, they win mm. their group and they, they win every game and then they don't end up winning, you know, when it matters late in the, in the semis or the finals. Yeah. It's one of those things. It's like a, a Washington curse. They, yeah. they get it done this season, but playoff time, they, they end up choking, but who knows? Maybe this year will be their year. We'll have to see how the quarters and semis go. Yeah. I mean, they have a 20, uh, 20 goal, 20 to eight goal differential, uh, on the tournament, Kazakhstan. I believe, I mean, I'm gonna go on a bold prediction here and say Kazakhstan is gonna be the team that gets relegated. I mean, yeah. Germany, that like they're they were last, but they they still were in a lot of games. I mean, Kazakhstan, yeah. they had a seven. They only scored seven goals. They gave up 21 in the tournament. So if Kazakhstan wins, I will be shocked. Yeah, <laughs> like so I, I honestly will be shocked. I think Germany will be okay, and then I don't know if it's gonna be Belarus, Denmark, or some other team that gets Great Britain <laughs> gets called up next year to replace Kazakhstan. But it looks like they're gonna be relegated to the B tournament next year. Uh, looking at the rest of the standings here, like you said, Canada got lucky, and they they were they would have been lucky because they had the tiebreaker against the USA as well. Even if the USA would have tied us, uh, because they were able to beat Russia, and Russia had the two the two losses, and luckily mm-hmm. Canada's only loss was to them. So. Uh, they got lucky with that. And then, like you said, going forward to the schedule, 4 a.m., 6.30 a.m., 8 a.m., 11.30 a.m., and 2 p.m. So five games on the docket tomorrow starting yeah. at 4 a.m. If you're one of those people that really loves this tournament, I mean, we love it, but I don't know if I'm waking up at 4 a.m. to watch all the way till basically no. 5 p.m. I'm watching five straight games here uh, of, of this tournament. Uh we might as well just go ahead and, and you know make our predictions here. I mean, I, we already said Germany over Kazakhstan. Uh, what do you think of this Russia-Switzerland game? I think that's very interesting. I think Switzerland's going to pull it off. I think they're going to pull up the upset. I, I think just, they've had a really strong tournament, and uh, coming out of that group uh, with Sweden in there, they – I know I think – I'm pretty sure their only loss came to Sweden. So them – showing how strong they are over teams like Finland and Slovakia. I think that's going to help them through and Russia only going to two and two doesn't help in my decision-making and trying to pick them over Switzerland, Switzerland as much as they beat us six, nothing. I think they just caught us off guard and caught us beaten. in a really bad game. They definitely can be beaten as they, yeah. they've shown twice in this tournament. Finland's actually the defending champions of this tournament. So for Switzerland to beat them, I think that's, that's huge for that country as well. Mm-hmm. And then obviously we have the 9 a.m. game, Canada-Slovakia. I mean, not even putting our putting our bias aside for this, I think Canada's mm-hmm. going to roll over Slovakia. They yeah. got they got the best, I, I well, besides uh, Finland, who uh, mm-hmm. gets the Czech Republic. I think Can- I actually think Canada had got the easier opponent in Slovakia. I think they're mm-hmm. probably an easier opponent than the Czechs at this point. Yeah. And but, uh, U.S., I'm assuming, are going to win over Finland. I just tough, think... Though. I just think that the it's I bring it down to their scoring. They're they've been they have two guys who are in the top three in tournament scoring with Pinto Shane or Shane Pinto and Trevor Zegras who are just just beasts for Team USA. And 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 Arthur Kaliev's had a, a such a good tournament. Like they I think they're just too strong for Finland. I think that it's gonna be a high scoring game and USA is gonna prevail. Especially if they have Spencer Knight in that who was a top pick in the NHL draft last year. He was. 
was in Finland. They don't have Kako this year, so no. a little bit of uh, a little, uh, probably not as great of a team as they had last year when they won gold. Yeah. And then the last game here, Czech Republic, Sweden. Kyle, I mean, do you see any chance the Czechs have as the home country? I'd love to see an upset, but I can't see it happening. <laughs> no. So Sweden looks like they're gonna cruise their way on and. It's going to be interesting to see how the semis play out and who plays mm-hmm. who here because it's uh, it's all to be determined at this point. Maybe we'll do another episode uh, before the semis or before the finals, hopefully. But uh, that's that's how the schedule is going to round up for tomorrow on January 2nd. Five games on the docket for you guys uh, to watch all, all on TSN. Good for TSN showing every single one of these games. Even even Germany-Kazakhstan in the relegation game means something, so shout-outs to them. But... Uh, that's, I think that's about it for the show today, Kyle. If you have anything else to add if uh, before we wrap up the show today. No, not really. <laughs> Just excited to see what happens tomorrow. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a fun day of hockey, that's for sure. 9 a.m., guys, for uh, you want to get up to watch Canada-Slovakia, 9 a.m. start, so get the coffee going. Um, and you're hopefully you're recovered from New Year's Eve uh, the two, <laughs> two days prior. So with that being said, guys, that's going to wrap up today's episode of the Niagara Hockey Lowdown, our Team Canada World Junior 2020 uh, preliminary round recap right here on the Armchair GM Sports Network, your source for North American sports coverage by sports fans for sports fans. Delivered to you right here from the Niagara region. As always, I'm one of your hosts of the Niagara Hockey Lowdown, Cappy. You can follow me on Twitter, Boots 13 or the Canadian Z. All the links how you can follow us will be in the description below of this video on whatever platform you're listening to us right now. Thanks again to my co-host, Kyle. You can follow him on Twitter, at JustKyle51 for biased Toronto Maple Leafs remarks. Yeah. And a big thank you to all of our great sponsors who helped put us on and support the network to keep the show on the air. And for those that have started with us through 2019, going into 2020, big things coming from the network. So stay tuned. And finally, to you viewers out there for tuning in along with us for this episode. This has been the Niagara Hockey Lowdown on the Armchair GM Sports Network by sports fans for sports fans. Go Canada, go. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.